Good morning, listeners, and welcome back to Behind the Stacks by the Rally Public Library, Episode 2. I am your host, Miss Terry, and I'm here with Miss Mary Pat today. Welcome back, Miss Mary Pat. It's always a pleasure to see that you have come back. Well, thank you, Terry. I appreciate your invitation. <laughs> <laughs> always. Yes. I um, use that invitation word mostly, of course. Plus, well, you know, nobody else will do the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's too bad because you're such a fun, fun librarian. <laughs> what are we going to talk about today? Something fun, of course. So I had noticed that you had a couple of graphic novels coming across your desk. Mm -hmm. And they were graphic novels based on classic novels. And I thought to myself, hmm, I've never read a graphic novel like that. I wonder how that compares to the classic. So I challenged you. And you. <laughs> I'm always up for a good challenge. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> and so I chose what I thought um, I would like to read. I chose The Great Gatsby. And you chose. I actually chose The Wind in the Willows. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, you know, I get really excited about this topic. When you mentioned it, I got like really excited. You did. You jumped a few times and I was like, Terry, really, seriously, it's, it's okay. <laughs> it's just a graphic novel, Terry, with a book. <laughs> it's a book. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, yeah, you know, I thought it was going to be like um, a good, ex I don't know, a good experience because personally I hadn't read a whole lot of graphic novels. Right. right. And um, I was interested to see how I felt about the graphic novel. And then when you throw it up against such a, uh, a high bar. A classic novel I was yeah. actually pleasantly surprised yeah yeah so it's interesting because this topic became um, an interest to me in graduate school and I actually did a project on uh, classics and graphics ah so you already have <laughs> yeah, some knowledge know, of this. well that's why I get excited because okay. then I'm thinking like oh yes I did this and and I think that like <laughs> For a long time, graphic novels had kind of had like a stigma attached to them. Agree. Well, you know, they're not real books. Right. Or something along the lines of those because they're like just thick graphic comic books. Right. And, and I will say that um, I am probably one of those that judged it that way also. <laughs> but, you know, when I opened the book and I, I started looking at it, I'm like, oh, okay, all right. Um, there were actual lines of text from the classic novel. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> I'm like, okay, let's, let's give this a shot. And uh, it was, um, it was enjoyable because um, I, I thought, well, having read the great Gatsby many, many years ago, I think I've read it a couple times in my life. Um, this graphic novel, I would say is an excellent companion mm -hmm. to the classic. Fitzgerald has a way of writing that can be, it, it, it's beautiful. It's a little boggy. And, you know, you have to filter through a lot of his imagery to get what he's getting at. And I thought that the graphic novel with the pictures, the way that the author had um, chosen the colors depicting the Roaring Twenties, because as a as a young reader now, it would probably be difficult for them to envision the Roaring Twenties. Yes, yeah. agreed. Yeah. <laughs> the old timey days, as my yeah. kids like to mention them. <laughs> the old timey days, yes. <laughs> Except the old timey days are when I was born. That's a lot longer. <laughs> oh, my. 
Your kids are rough. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> um, I would say that, um, uh, what was your experience with the, the, the wind in the willows? Well, so a lot of, you know, the points you're making are similar to this. Now the, the wind of the willows, I chose this because I think when we originally discussed talking about this topic, mm -hmm. you had mentioned, Oh, maybe we'll split it up. Like you do a, like a YA level yes. book and I'll do a junior fiction book. It's but interesting is that, um, a lot of like classic, classic novels are not necessarily like junior fiction. No, no. So how did that pair up? How did that match up for you? Well, you know, it's, you know, the literary elements in some of those books are like, you know, well beyond some uh, junior fiction readers levels. And, like, and I thought that with the, the YA. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, in fact, I think when we were looking up one book to do, we found it actually in the adult section. We did. That's right. Yeah, I, yeah. I recall. Um, so The Wind in the Willows, it is cataloged in our library as a junior fiction. It's like a children's book. Mm -hmm. We have, uh, we actually have a lot of uh, graphic classics in the junior fiction book, but maybe their novels aren't so junior fiction. Okay. Anyway, so what I, I thought was interesting, um, and I'm not going to talk about the storyline at all of The Wind and the Willows, because that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> True. <laughs> but um, like, like some of the points you had, I thought the, you know, you got the imagery for sure mm -hmm. when reading the graphic novel that you wouldn't get from reading um, Kenneth Graham's like actual novel. Um, I think what I like about um, the graphics and classic is that and going back to the comment I made just a little bit earlier is that it gives students, kids, readers, a kind of a, a, a foundation of the storyline mm -hmm. without having to process the literary elements that come with reading classic novels. Like The Wind in the Willow, you know, by Kenneth Graham, has got a lot of Edwardian English. Mm. You know? Yeah, that's not really a junior fic book, is it? <laughs> yeah, and there are definitely elements of it that are like, what? You know, like, yeah, yeah. What's he saying? <laughs> what, what's going on? Like, I don't get that. Like, um, so it, it, it brings it down to a more, um, I think, enjoyable story level okay. um, without the processing of that, um, those literary elements, which I like as offering students kind of a story seed yeah yeah I, I i can see that with um the great gatsby novel too because i felt that it um was a great introduction that would ease the reader into you know talk tackling the complexity of his um his writing style and and his his story i i remember my first impression of the graphic novel, I'm reading it and I'm like, what? I don't remember that. Oh, and visually, and I think I blocked out the amount of violence that was in the mm. great Gatsby, but seeing it depict on the panel, the graphic novels panel, I was like, I just picked up a whole nother level of tone for that book. Right. You know, right, here, right, right. I always thought, Oh, the great Gatsby, he was a dreamer. He was a lover. He was, <laughs> you know, the American <laughs> dream. And, and there was this whole other side 
to the book where it was kind of violent. And I was yeah. like, wow, how did I miss that in my first reading? Well, I block out bad things. That's how I miss it. Right, right. <laughs> so I glazed over it. But when it was right, and you know, you might not remember it because you don't, you're not when you're when like when did you originally read the great Gatsby book well that was probably a novel yeah that was probably in high school and that's many many years ago and then I think I read it briefly or touched it you know leaf through it because I have it on at home it was one of those books yeah. that I I kept from um oh I, I guess I also read it in college so I kept a, a copy of the college book right so so you, you probably don't absorb possibly or retain as much when you're reading it a first time through but the graphic novel with its imagery yeah maybe allows you to retain aspects of a story yes that you might like brush aside or, or go over or my head might just yeah exactly yeah. go out of your head you know i i it's kind of funny because i after i finished the book and i also went back and i looked at my my classic novel and i was comparing the two and i was just like this reminded me, reading the graphic novel, it was like, um, you know how you watch a film based on a movie and some parts yeah. are dropped off and some parts are artistically interpreted? Yes, that's why I'm a terrible movie watcher of, <laughs> of books. Of books I've already read. Yeah, well, usually I don't like that experience, but for this, I liked it. I liked yeah. it a lot. It was like I got a glimpse into that world. I got a glimpse into the story. And um, it was more palatable. So okay. I give my graphic novel a two thumbs up. I don't know about two thumbs up. I do. I do. Yeah. I mean, like, and like, I'm going to go back to a comment you made about like the color usage. Yeah. You know, when they, when they do graphic novel adaptations, I mean, those were all important to kind of almost set the tone yeah. of the story without getting all the wordage that you would in the regular novel. Yes, it's just like a little snippet. You get the feeling mm -hmm. like, oh, if it's a dark story, mm -hmm. you know, the imagery might come across a little bit more dark Correct. and stuff. Whereas you, you might feel that way when you're reading the book, but you can kind of see it when you're reading the graphic novel, but not necessarily getting all the like words. Correct. Yeah. I think that I think you become more immersed into the graphic novel. Is that, is that possible? Physically immersed because you're visually looking at it. And I, I spent, you know, quite a bit of time studying the panels and, and reading right. the words and the way that she laid out her pages. They were artistically pleasing. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's a, a good uh, idea. Like, yeah, you probably do. You have an additional sense being involved in the, um, no, you know, it takes a certain person to be able to read a graphic novel. Not everybody loves graphic novels. As we know, apparently we like to touch upon topics that not everybody loves. Not everybody loves novels and verse, but here we are. Here, talking about topic. here we are. Um, it's interesting. So, you know, in high school, as you have pointed out, and I recall many gra classics that I've read too, they, um, you know, require you read a lot of sometimes classics, although yes. that's, I think we're in some aspect and depending on obviously where you are, those, those are starting to go, that is starting to go to the wayside a little bit, like as far as like classic classics. I agree. Yeah. Um, however, um, I'm going to pull an example of, uh, my son, um, last year he was a freshman in high school and they were doing, Shakespeare. Mm. Mm. 
Mm. <laughs> now, you know, the Shakespearean, you know, sentence structure mm-hmm. makes sometimes reading Shakespeare not, well, as accessible for everybody because it's right. not accessible for all readers. No. And he, um, you know, expressed to me <laughs> how much he um, was suffering I, I with Shakespeare or studying Shakespeare or the fact that he actually probably had to do it is probably. <laughs> and I had um, brought home when I was, I was thinking about him, I was, I think I was, might've been like shelving some books or something and, or graphic novels. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about, you know, what he was saying to me about Shakespeare and literally like I came across this um, graphic novel done by Stan Lee, <gasps> adapted by Stan Lee. And it was Romeo and Juliet, oh my goodness. an adaptation by Stan Lee, but it was set in the future. So like one the cover grabbed me uh-huh. right away because here you have like, you know, two lovers on the front of a cover and, and then there's spaceships behind How them. How cool. And like some explosions. I could see where a teenager would be very <laughs> into that. Yes, and there's a lot of like futuristic sci-fi things going on on the cover that that like well grab hold mm-hmm. of you visually a lot easier than you know a Shakespeare cover with I don't know it, that's just black <laughs> or know, has some calligraphy of, like, writing on my it. anthology yeah. <laughs> at home. Or yeah, whatever, like. right. So I bring this home and I said, Sam, do me a favor. Oh, I go check out this Mm -hmm. book just read through it it's Romeo and Juliet it is the story of Romeo and Juliet without the literary elements and the Shakespearean language um and sentence Mm -hmm. structure but the there is still Mm -hmm. wordage from the story to the you know the graphic novel and stuff like that and I think like I'm gonna go back to you know, that story seat, if we're going to require, you know, kids to read these books that um, are have like, you know, kind of dense, uh, you know, literature elements to it and stuff like that. Maybe we like, you know, bring it to the modern world and let them, you know, have a modern mm-hmm. version or, you know, and just to get a, a foundation of how the story is going to play out. And then when they, I'm not saying it's a replacement, like you said, a great companion, read this, get the basis of how the story is going to go. And then you can start to kind of like, you know, weed through all the, the minutia, those, yeah. Yes. Words, the way the minutia Mm -hmm. of, you know, the writing in the regular novel or play and and et cetera. So that's um, a great twist. Well, Stanley, he was a genius anyhow in in my, in my words, but he was. And I mean, like, how else to appeal to, like, teenagers? But, like, I mean, bring some spaceships yeah. and some explosions into the yeah, story. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it make, yeah. Yeah. That's, um, did you find the Wind in the Willows had um, used graphics that were, not, well, uh, not so futuristic, obviously, but more, I don't know. Like, was it comic-like? Was it um watercolor like was it no this one this so this is definitely the the graphic novel i had was obviously the graphic 
Classics Illustrated, okay. um, which is an older sort of, um, you know, version of graphics, almost like when they first started okay. coming out. I mean, we're talking 90s. Okay. So this is when we started to really sort of dabble, I think, into graphic novels, novels, not like comic. But we teetered on the edge of sort of gotcha. comic gotcha. illustrations, but we haven't really, you know, used that whole, um, used all of our aspects like coloring. And to create atmosphere and ambience images okay. and stuff like to create atmosphere. So my copy, my graphic novel was a little comic, definitely geared towards junior okay. fiction. You know, like, oh, you know, the animals are all like cute, but the colors are all bright and vibrant and everything like that. And 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 it's 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 fun for kids to see. Like the expression, animals. Yeah. Okay. That's right. I can see yeah. That. So that that they can get more of a sense of like mm-hmm. what's happening within the story and stuff. But this, my version is a little older, and it is um, sort of just we're just transitioning now into this. But you know, this is a time where people were like graphic mm-hmm. novels. I don't think so. Um, Whereas, your, I think your copy is of new. Cadbury is mm-hmm. it's new and it is for it modern is. readers. It's, it is a modern classic adaptation for modern yeah. readers. I recall you reading it a couple times <laughs> over there and going, "What the what 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 what's happening? Wait, what?" <laughs> because I remembered The Great Gatsby, it and I was like, "Yeah, well, part of it too was." So I'm looking at these images and I'm like, I had blocked them out. Like I couldn't, you know, the one character's husband, he had a, he had a mean streak to him. And I kind of like, didn't really focus on that in the, when I was reading the book initially. And then it was in front of me. And I'm like, what? I don't remember that. <laughs> it's just like, but it was right there in front of me. And I went back to my book and I cross checked it and I'm like, yeah, there it is. <laughs> so it was amazing how something that was, illustrated like just really popped in my face and, and made me stop and and reevaluate the book but well like you had said before I think you know there's obviously with the graphic novel adaptation there's a, a little bit of creative the, yes yes leeway and which can be a good yeah, thing yeah it, it can be and 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 maybe I enjoy the graphic novel because it wasn't so weighted down you know and you were you could easily oh, right. jump through but I think I had an advantage because I had read the book prior. Or maybe that was a disadvantage. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I guess We should I guess take I... this experiment further. We should have a teen or a young adult read this graphic novel and see if they come away with the storyline of The Great Gatsby. Yeah, you're right. <clears throat> Did you feel... Well, see, yeah, you said you already read it, so it would be hard yeah. because you know... Mm-hmm. You know what happens. Like, um, it's interesting because right after you had suggested this topic to me, I was checking out a patron and she was coming to the um, front desk with great expectations, the graphic oh. novel adaptation of it. And I got super excited and wanted to talk to her <laughs> I'm a book nerd. And, you should have invited her on this and, podcast. Um, I know. Missed I know, opportunity. Um 
well, and, and I started talking and she said she loves it because she does. It allows her kids to have a sense of a okay. plot, you know, of a story and, um, you know, in sort of a more fun, digestible mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see that. You know, like you said, it could be heavy. Like your some aspects of the classics could be heavy. Like, uh, and you know, plot comprehension is necessary. You know, when interacting with literature in other academic settings. So if you have a snippet of a plot, and then you're you're moving on, and you're you know taking some advanced literature class, I think that having that understanding of what the plot is. Helps you maybe have oh, a understanding of you have a now. Leg up. You have an absolute leg up on the subject yeah. matter. Yeah. You had like <laughs> multiple legs up. <laughs> then you just had to, you just had to get used to the fact of, oh, there's pictures. Right. Right. <laughs> it, it, yeah. I, well, <laughs> it, it, I, I was wondering if it was going to dilute or cheapen the classic, and it didn't. It delivered. It delivered. Oh, yeah. I agree. I don't, I don't think that, um, you know, when did my graphic novel didn't dilute it at all. In fact, I think that there was a lot more, more in when the graphic novel adaptation that I actually thought there was going to be based on the novel. Um, but, um, I had an, another woman come in not too long ago, you know, a couple of months ago, her kids wanted a, a version of Oliver oh, Twist, yeah. the novel. I didn't have it, but huh. what I had was the And she took novel. that? They took it, and she came back, you know, a couple weeks later or whenever she came back, and she said her kids ate it up. Okay. So graphic novels based on classics seems to be a, a winner. Yes. I agree. I think it's a winner. You know, like we said, not everybody's going to, like, you know, jump on the graphic No, they're not. Board, but if you have a reluctant reader in your home... I think that, you know, a graphic novel is a, is a super tool for that particular individual. And I'm also under the, you know, understanding and I come from the school of um, one format is no more valuable than another format. That's true. Yeah. And and you You need, there are so many different types of learners, right? We have absolutely the the visual, the, you know, the, the reader. So, and, most of these classics, I don't know. Is there a movie made out of uh, The Wind in the Willows? Do you know? I feel like there is, but you know what? I've never actually researched that, so that might be something. <laughs> <laughs> that um, could be. Yeah. I feel like someone's well, made like a, you know, you could do, you you could could do all formats. Audio, yeah. Audio, the novel, the graphic novel, the movie, if I, there's one. Great I, you know Gatsby, that there is. Yes. Great Gatsby. So you, yeah. Well, and same with Great Expectations, yeah. I believe. Yeah. You yeah. really have a handle on, on, on the book, on the novels, and what the um, original authors were trying to portray and get across. I wish I had those Absolutely. tools when I was younger. I know. Wow. We were just stuck yes, with we books. They didn't even have pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Darn. Darn it. Um, so, yeah. So if our patrons are interested in actually coming to the library and, and maybe getting a hold of some of these graphic classics, um, you they can search they can actually in our catalog mm-hmm. search bar they could put in graphics classic and it will come up with um some of the ones that we have and 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 a lot of them will be we actually have a series of 
graphic novels that are called gra- classic graphic or okay. graphic classic. So that'll that'll come up and and you know once again they can always come in and visit us make an appointment and come visit us and we will gladly talk their hair off <laughs> graphic so, novels yes in person <laughs> yes. well maybe i just warned off people no no you did talks. not no <laughs> oh boy so graphic novels we say two thumbs up Oh, two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Graphic novels sure. transferred into the classic or graphic classics, we call them. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Yay! So, Terry, what are we going to talk about now? Ooh, Mary Pat, this is exciting. Well, everything's <laughs> exciting in our podcast, aren't I? Yes, Terry. Especially you. You are so exciting. <laughs> we have summer reading. 2021 okay. is coming up. This is very exciting stuff. It is. And you want to know what the title is this year? Or the theme, what is I'm it? sorry. Tales. Oh, tales. how clever. I like that. Yes. I little like play that. On Do you think our, our listeners will uh, know what that is? Um, I would hope so. You mean like a tale on an animal? And That's right. maybe perhaps like a told tale or a fairy tale? Oh, yeah. See? Told tales, fairy tales, folk all tales, tales all right. story tales, and nice. all sorts of tales. Tales, tales, tales. That's what tales is going to be all about. And that is going to start and kick off at the Rowley Public Library on June 21st. Woo-hoo! Is it, um, are we doing anything special on that day? We are going to be doing something special on that day. But what we want our okay. participants for summer reading to know is that this year it's going to be important and beneficial to them to register pre-register early before okay. the 21st and we're going to have more information coming out about this and hopefully we'll get it through the schools and we'll get it up on facebook and we're just going to be inundating with all our listeners with some reading information but yeah the pre-register this year will definitely benefit um our you know, early right. participants. And our, we're using Beanstack again this year, right? Beanstack, Super. Beanstack, Beanstack, Beanstack. We love Beanstack. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. It's easy to use. Um, but, you know, we have, you know, can help in any way necessary if people need help registering and stuff. But uh, we use that for the past two years, I think, for summer readings. So we have some pros. Beanstack we do pros have. Our there. patrons are very, very savvy. We also hope to throw out some outdoor programs this year we have some uh some cool people coming to visit the rally library during summer reading and and we're hoping oh new england weather permitting (laughs) it's always a risk yes (laughs) it is always a risk um that they'll be outdoors on the front lawn and it'll be awesome and we'll get to actually see people in person like that and and uh, will there be prizes? Everybody loves prizes. Will there be prizes? Every <gasps> there will be prizes, Miss Mary Pat. There will be prizes, and this year we're doing something special because we're going to do a halfway point prize. Little little oh prize. a motivator, you know, little a little motivator to keep kids and yes, participants energize them. going. Yes, all keep right. Going. Yes, energize them. Um, so you know, but you know, I think. 
I think that you might have made it a little bit more challenging. I did. Didn't you? I did because our patrons, our young patrons have been doing a phenomenal job. And I thought that perhaps our bar was a little bit low. So we brought it up a bit. Yeah. But it's Brought it's it completely completely doable. It's it averages about twelve minutes a day of reading. That's yeah. that can be done easily oh, by yeah. a lot of our readers. And we're talking like they could listen to a <gasps> they story could. twelve minutes. They, they absolutely could. That's right. And our summer reading program is an eight week program, so that's not much to do. That's. It absolutely is. doable. I bet we're going to see a lot of like completions this year. And what's great is that everything's included. Like you could read a magazine yes. for 12 minutes and you know what you can do? Listen to an audiobook. You can read a graphic you know, novel for I, 12 I could. minutes a I day. I could read a graphic novel. That would be awesome. You could read a, you could read a graphic and classic I think novel. you bringing up that great expectations has tickled a little part of my brain that says, hmm, I'm going to go seek that out. Yeah. I love yeah. that story. I actually love that story. Well, it may take yeah. me a couple sittings, but 12 minutes is, that's, that's doable. That's absolutely doable. I'm going to have to try to figure out what my next graphic. I think you need to go to the be. adult section and you need to explore out there and then come back and tell us. How that was. Yeah. Yeah. I will do that. I, that, you know, that gets me out in the adult section, <laughs> which I don't do. Take your often. floaties off, Terry. <laughs> I don't get to do too often. Yes. I go to the yes. Deep end out there, <laughs> adult section. But, uh, and, you know, just uh, FYI to all our listeners is that, our, you know, our fabulous um, adult programming librarian, Amy, is also going to be, you know, putting together her um, summer reading for the all the all our adult participants, too, and all our adult readers. So there is, you know, that. So we have, we're going to have reading program for all ages. Raleigh is year. reading this summer. Raleigh yeah. is reading. What else are we going to talk about? And what else are we going to talk about? Well, we always want to remind our listeners that we have take and oh, make bags. Yes. Yeah, we're winding down. I think we only May have and June. June's our last one, right? That's right. June is our last one. Oh, then we'll transition into our summer reading programs, and we'll definitely probably going back to summer reading. We'll have some portable programming for okay. for those weeks too for our our participants. Um, and um, those take and make bags for May are coming out May seventeenth. I think it's about time to wind this All podcast. Right. Well, thank up. you, Terry. That was an inter- interesting discussion on graphic classics. Yes. Well, you came well, up with a topic, okay. so I have to. Uh, I'll, I'll pat myself. Thank yeah, you also. Because, back. Yes. I'm, I'm looking forward to like what our <laughs> next topic will be. We hope our <gasps> listeners come back. Maybe but until a then, listener could send out a suggestion. And if we can't get it next absolutely. month, we'll get it the month after. Absolutely. And if our listeners want to do that. They can, well, they can give us a call and ask to speak to either Miss Mary Pat or Miss Terry, and we can mm-hmm. write those suggestions down. Or they can email us at kids at rallylibrary.org, or um, you can even email me, uh, T. Bennett at rallylibrary.org, and or at Miss Mary Pat rallylibrary.org. So plenty of opportunities. Either plenty of opportunities. And even if you, there and you just go. title it podcast. And we'll, we'll, we'll definitely make a note of that and everything. We actually hope we do get some um, listeners sending in some topics. That would be fun. Would I would be love fun. that challenge. Yeah, I want to know what our listeners yes. want to hear yes. out there, too. 
No. They don't want to just hear our rambling. No. Oh, dear. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to say, oh, you know, here it comes. Yes. My favorite part where now. you make me sweat. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Where we can get our minds churning over questions that we probably wouldn't no. normally no. ask ourselves. <laughs> Well, I don't know. Maybe maybe us in the library world, we ask ourselves these questions often. But it's our would you rather question. Are you ready? Because actually, I think this is actually a really interesting one. Going okay, to I'm ready. Topic today. Okay. All right. Miss mm-hmm. Mary Pat and listeners, would you rather only be allowed to read new releases or only be allowed to read <laughs> classics? <laughs> You know, I have the perfect answer. New releases, because I know for a fact, graphic novels are coming out, newly released. So I can cross both off. <laughs> wow. Yeah. How Way about, to go. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, you're right. They're right. Well, you yeah. only new releases because, I mean, yes. going on your theory, I can still read the classics in a different adaptation. All right. Well, I like that. Would you rather yeah. question this time? <laughs> Yeah, I thought, I thought you might. I thought you might. So anyway, goodbye for now and, and stay tuned for episode three. We hope to hear you back. Mm-hmm.